Guys, our next guest returns to action this weekend at Bellator 264 as he defends his middleweight belt against John Salter. Holland's most unintentional, hilarious man, the dream catcher himself, is here on Submission Radio for the first time, might I add. Gregard Musasi, welcome to Submission Radio, dude. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the pleasure is all ours, Gregard. Uh, we've been wanting to speak to you for a long time, man. So we've got to kick it off right. The big question really is... When was the last time you were at one of these parties with the masks on? <laughs> uh, with masks on in parties? Yeah, man. Wow. Well, we're off to a roaring start. What? You got no idea what to. You were on Ariel's show, I think, a couple of years ago, oh, and you yeah. were saying to ma- you were saying to him, "I go to these parties with masks on, Ariel. I'm a kinky guy." Uh, yeah, I, I got I got a new house. That was my neighbor. Uh, he invited us to a kinky party, but. Uh, at- at the end, it would have been very fun, but my brother, he was fed up, so we went home. He ruined my party, actually. But you, was went, it? you went there for a little while? No, it was one night. Uh, it was a party, like a mask party, and, you know. But uh, my brother wasn't drunk, and he didn't like it, so uh, he, he, he had to go home because he was with us, you know. Is it me little... and my cousin were gamed, you know. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Is it a little bit like those, uh, for example, like the welterweight, welterweight tournament in Bellator? Anything goes and you don't know who you'll be matched up with it, with in the finale? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there was something like, uh, a little bit like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Man, I got to ask, because you're obviously from the Netherlands, dude. People think of Netherlands and like, you know, crazy parties. What What's what's probably one of the wildest parties you've ever been to? We're kicking this off fun. I haven't been, yeah, I haven't been in too many uh, wild parties, but... Uh, just festivals and stuff like that. But I don't, uh, yeah, it's Corona now, so I don't go there and I don't feel like going anymore. Uh, so mm. things have changed, you know, I'm uh, I'm getting too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah. You're not Danny Glover. You've still got some years left in you. And I mean, it's been, uh, you haven't been able to fight since October of last year. So we got to find out, man, with things being locked down, the kinky parties being shut down. How have you been spending that time? Well, uh, Oh, a lot with friends, you know, uh, friends and family, uh, you know, uh, it's been a tough year, you know, personal issues, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, but, uh, and training a little bit. Yeah. Nothing special. Yeah, I know. You were speaking to Brett Okamoto last year and uh, I remember you saying that you wanted to fight three times. And then obviously yeah. that didn't play out, man. I imagine, um, and I also heard you were saying how like when there's no fight, it's kind of, you're not really too motivated to train, man. I imagine you would have been going kind of crazy at times with nothing sort of scheduled. And then I think at one point, uh, June, it looked like it was going to happen in June and then that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, it was June. Then they said July and then they said August. Uh, you know, the um, problem was they didn't have fight until April. They were shut down because of the coronavirus and whatever. Uh, I fought last time eight months ago or ten months ago. Before that, I hadn't fought over for eight months ago. So it's not like uh, I have any options, you know. But when you're not your own boss, these things happen, you know. Uh, it's not like boxing, you know. Some fighters, they go uh, and uh, they leave their promoter and then they can fight ten times if they like, you know. It's just, uh, it just, I'm an employee, you know. I imagine, you know, you're locked down. There's not much happening. Um, you mentioned you're going through a few personal issues. Do you sit back and sort of reflect on the crazy life and the career that you've led? I mean, you've been in like all the big companies. You've been at the top of so many divisions. Oh, you know, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I matured a lot, to, to be honest, uh, in this uh, last two years, you know. I was a little bit wild, let's say. Uh, but uh, now I'm uh, more mature, you know. I'm uh, aging. I, I finally, I'm maturing, let's say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, looking back, I sometimes think, oh, when I was younger, what kind of motivation I had. And, uh, you know, I'm at the end of the career almost. So I reflect on that sometimes. But, you know, life goes on, you know. The, uh, the more I think about it, the more I know. Fighting, it doesn't mean anything, you know, it's just, it's it's not my life anymore, you know, when I was younger, maybe, but now it's just, it's what I do, what I know, the only thing I know, you know. Mm. It's it's interesting because you're such a veteran and you fought so many big names. When you mention that it's not really your life anymore, like, how do you keep yourself motivated? Like, what, what keeps you around? What's the key thing that makes you get up out of bed, get into training and still fight the best in the world and be the champion? Well, I'm a professional, you know, uh, if you're a professional, you have to do your work, uh, you have to do your job and uh, always been like that. So if, if I have a fight, I always prepare myself the best way I can. If I don't have any injuries or nothing is in the way, uh, I do always my best just being a professional. You know, I don't need to have like motivation or sometimes I lack motivation. I'm not going to lie, but uh um, I know it's a job, and uh, it's not like I can be not, if I don't be 100% in, I'm gonna get injured, you know. Mm. Uh, so I have to be 100% in the, in the fight game. Uh, once I cannot do that, it's time to retire. Out of curiosity, what do you think you'll do once once you retire? Which you know, listening to you, it sounds like it's it's kind of sooner than later. But what you said, fighting's not your life. What do you think you'll do afterwards? Because you're a young guy. Like maybe you know, maybe for fighting, you're getting there. But you're a young guy. What do you think you'll do with your life? Uh, maybe a bar owner, oh. so I can get away from my wife. I, I already <laughs> thought about it. So. <laughs> is it is it just jobs around uh, how to get away from your wife? Like is yeah, my maybe number can, one? I'm gonna. I'm going to get an office and then I'm going to pretend I'm going to, I'm in a real state, you know, and then I can go away. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise you have to stay home with your wife. That's not good. you know. <laughs> she, she, she walks into your office. You're sleeping under the desk. Where did Gaga yeah, go? Yeah. You shouldn't give her the key, you know, then it will be okay. <laughs> uh, would you be seriously like a bar owner? That would be a pretty crazy thing to go from like a, a fighter on the biggest stages to like a pretty humble profession, like a bar owner. Well, I, I wasn't pretend. I wanted to go to work. Yeah, I just want to hang out and be the boss of something. You know, just go there, and then pretend—not pretend, but just, you know—that's <laughs> the idea that I like to be a boss of other people. No, nobody <laughs> can cancel that, your. I don't have any plans. Nobody can cancel your own kinky parties if you're the one hosting them, right? <laughs> <laughs> I went only one time to a kinky party, and it wasn't a success. You know. That's a gay guy. You go to kinky parties all the time and you love it, all right? And we love it too, so stop ruining the interview. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, dude, I was going to say, obviously, um, people might not know this, but I was watching that interview that you did with MMA Junkie, and you own like, you're like the Donald Trump of of your country in, in a good way. You own all the real estate there. You basically own the country. What's the craziest <laughs> building that you own? And how much are you making everybody pay in rent? Is it millions of dollars, trillions of dollars, quadrillions of no. dollars? Well, I make a couple. No, I make good enough, and that's not uh, ten thousands. <laughs> but uh, not bad, you know. But I, it's not me only. I live. Uh, my whole family lives from it, 
and then uh, for, uh, yeah, just milking the students for their money. <laughs> they have plenty. The, gov- the government gives them money, so they milk them. You know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's kind of like um, when when did you start this whole real estate domination thing? Is it safe to say that you don't need? MMA at this point? Like, I know you say you're a professional, it's a job, but there are people who yeah. need to fight to kind of, you know, survive and make money. Are you in a position where you don't really need to, you just kind of, you know, you, you keep doing it because you want to? Yeah. Well, I can always retire. That's no problem. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't live crazy. Um, uh, the, but, uh, you know, the problem with uh, money is you will never have enough. Mm. If you're at one stage, and then you'd say, okay, let's go to the another. There's always a level higher. And uh, so that's the problem with money. But other than that, I can retire for like. And also spending time with your wife if you retire. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's very important. <laughs> Dude, I, was, I was also going to quickly bring up, um, while looking at your past, I know the Olympics just finished in Japan. Yeah. Did you, are you much of an Olympics guy? Like, I wonder if watching the Olympics brought back memories from your time in Japan because they were in all the iconic arenas and, and places where you fought. Well, I wanted to watch the Olympics, but it was all uh, late at night, so I didn't get a lot of uh, footage of it. And then they were all, the Dutch, uh, Holland did very well, you know, they, they're number seven uh, in uh, rankings, uh, how many medals they got. But it's all you know, stupid sports, you know. The wrestling that I want to see, the boxing I couldn't see because there's all rights uh, to the uh, with the networks, you know. So I, I wasn't able to see a lot, to be honest. Ah, that's a shame, man. Don't you hate it when you can't see a lot? Uh, if you're suffering from that problem when you can't see a lot, it's probably because you got a bush in your pants. Take care <laughs> of it. Tame that bad boy with the Lawnmower 4.0, the best grooming tool in the world. Prepare yourself for one of Gay Guard's next kinky parties. With Lawnmower 4.0, you got a bunch of different guards so you can have texture and trim your pubes to your liking. You've got the LED light, the 7,000 RPM of power, the new travel lock feature so it doesn't go off in your bag at the airport and you know raise some suspicious eyebrows take care of those nose hairs as well you get the weed whacker as well the best nose hair trimmer on the market you get both of those in the performance package 4.0 which also comes with uh, the crop preserver ball deodorant so you put that on in the morning keep your balls fresh when you arrive at said kinky party you put on the crop reviver toner just to freshen up the boys that are now smooth thanks to the lawnmower 4.0 and then you get the performance box of briefs i mean who's gonna say no who's gonna deny you of any action with uh, bad boys like that and fancy undies like that and then you get the shed travel bag to carry all your goods in there and the good friends at manscaped are giving away 20 percent off with the code submission so don't be silly use the code save yourself some money and uh be kinky party ready uh thanks to manscaped isn't that right dennis <laughs> that's right Cass. we are presented by manscaped and don't be the poorest guy at the kinky party either you don't want to be the poor kinky party guy mm. you want to be right up there in the mix and the best place and the way to do that is to go into my bookie today and using our special code word submission because you can take an advantage of up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code submission, grab yourself some free cash bonuses, free bets, boosted odds, and all sorts of great things that my bookie has to offer and bet on all the big games and all the big sports with my bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere 
with my bookie. And Cass, I also want to mention our friends over at MatchPoint. If you guys haven't heard much about these guys, you need to check them out right now because they will basically get you prepared for the next big matchup, whether that's the UFC 266, the AFL, NRL, the NBA starting back up. MatchPoint shows you the absolute best sporting pubs in your area and what fixtures they're showing. Download the app with the link below in our description and put an end to those annoying calls to find pubs trying to find where they're showing. Match Pint is your best mate for sport. Make sure to get ready after this lockdown finishes. If you're in lockdown right now, get ready and be ready with Match Pint. Mm. Uh, but Gagart, i got to ask you about your opponent, man, John Salter. What, what was your reaction when you when you got uh, his name put across you know, your desk? In the real estate business, of course. What, what was your reaction? <laughs> Oh, you know, I was—I knew he was the number one contender, uh, so I was expecting him. Uh, problem is, I—I uh, I don't know if Bellator was very happy with that because he's not a household name, you know. Uh, but other than that, he deserves to fight for the belt, you know. Yeah, I mean, Salter is a 2017 ADCC submission wrestling champion, so you got to think he's gonna. Uh, take you, try to take you to the ground. And you just fought somebody with a similar game plan in Rafael Lovato Jr. What was your biggest thing that you learned from that fight? And th can you take much of that into this one? Well, the thing is, uh, I just didn't show up to fight lazy, maybe overtrained. Uh, no excuses. Uh, it came all down to the fifth round uh, with Lovato. And I was sleeping and he got the takedown and it was just, he got my back and he held it for uh, for the whole round. You know, so this fight I'm I'm gonna fight him 100% uh, from the you know. It's all about attitude, and uh, if he takes me down, I'm gonna just get right back up. A little bit like I, I should fight him like just when I, how I did Chris Chris Whiteman. Mm. So no no waiting, uh, laying on the ground, just resting. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not gonna be boring. Uh, I'm, I promise you. I was going to say, you keep talking about, <clears throat> I see in other interviews, you're saying, I'm coming stronger, I'm coming stronger. It sounds like you've got like a secret up your sleeve. What's going on, man? I eat a lot of McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> well, which fighter is going to tell his secret? Nobody. <laughs> but it's not going to be like, you know, hard nipples or anything at the weigh-ins, right? No, you can, they can come then check my nipples anytime. It's the same, <laughs> as always. Okay, good. <laughs> You mentioned how, obviously, you know, you might not be in the sport forever. What are some of the sort of milestones that you want to tick off before it's all said and done? Are there any other goals that you have before it's all over? Well, I want to fight the regular, but uh, they give me they give me once a fight a year, so it's, you know, that's not working well. Uh, but uh, I don't have really any plans. Just win my fights and then. Uh, Eventually, uh, some maybe light heavyweight, uh, the fight the light heavyweight guy, you know. Okay, with with the whole yeah, because I know like uh, it must be frustrating not being as active as you want to be. What, what do you what do you kind of do to that? Uh, what do you what do you do to remedy that situation? Nothing. Sit at home, watch YouTube. <laughs> what else can I do? <laughs> I open fake businesses. So you don't have to spend time with your wife. Just yeah, just uh, you know, yeah. What else can you do? You know, play PlayStation maybe a little bit. <laughs> do you, do you think, yeah. Do you think you'll retire in Bellator? You'll feel <clears throat> wrap up your career in Bellator. Yeah, I have my contract to 2023 or something like that. I think after that it's done. Uh, what else is there? You know. Mm. Any, well, you any, never know. Sorry, you go, Dennis. No, go, okay, Cash. Okay. I was going to say, are there any names that pop out to you? Like you're a man who's kind of faced the best of the best. 
uh, already. But, you know, Bellator's obviously got a lot of fun names. Uh, is there anyone that stands out to you that you're like, you know, I have to fight that guy before it's all said and done? Well, well, you know, I'm a middleweight. And in middleweight, they don't have anybody particularly that I can fight. Uh, I'm not a light heavyweight. So if I go light heavyweight, then I have to every time give 20 pounds the size advantage. Why would I want to do that? Is a, you know, this is a the weight make does a, a huge difference. The weight division are not for nothing. So the problem is they don't have anybody in the middleweights that has a big name. You know, they're contenders, they're tough opponents. But your Romero is a guy. If you can make middleweight, so that's a fight we can uh, look forward to. Mm. I mean, you all came over from the UFC, and I just wanted to quickly get your thoughts, Gegard. On two other middleweights, what do you think about this rivalry between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker at your old home of the UFC? Just want to quickly get your thoughts on this rivalry that they're ha having over there. Well, they're definitely the number one and two guys in the uh, middleweight now. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a good fight. Uh, Robert Whitaker beat everybody except Israel Adesanya. So... Yeah, and Israel Adesanya lost his last fight at light heavyweight. Uh, but uh, it doesn't mean anything. There's, there's still the number one and two guy who's going to fight, you know, for the belt. So it's, uh, it's I would give the edge a little bit more uh, to Israel because his stand-up is just a little bit more better, you know. Mm. But, yeah. I was going to say, you, you said a while ago that you kind of, um, Robert Whitaker kind of reminded you of, uh, of yourself. Well, why was that? Well, I thought it was boring, but it's not that boring, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Neither are you, man. Kinky parties, getting away from the wife. Nothing boring about <laughs> you, man. Students, don't forget about milking the students. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah, but uh, Robert, yeah, Robert, you know, he's not boring, you know. He's, he's a tough individual, you know. It's, it's fascinating because... Um, it's fascinating because they have this rivalry where they've already fought once and now Rob's sort of evolved a little bit. But you're saying that you believe the striking is still a little bit too good from Israel's side. You don't think the changes that Rob has made will be enough in this rematch? Well, uh, you know, I don't see Robert Whitaker taking him down uh, and uh, it's going to be mainly stand-up and then you have the reach advantage and, you know, all the kickboxing experience. So... And he beat him already once. So if you have to give uh, somebody the edge, it would be Israel Adesanya. But, you know, uh, we have to see if he doesn't knock him out in two rounds, uh, what kind of fight it will be, you know. But still, I would slightly favor Israel. I just got one more question on that, and then we'll get back to uh, John Salter and let you go. Um, but I was just going to ask, how do you think the whole mental, mental warfare thing has been going between Israel and Rob? Because they've got this, like... Um, yeah, there's always this tension between them. It's like a weird passive-aggressive thing. They they talk trash, but they don't talk. But I haven't really followed it, you know. <laughs> so I don't know what they have said, actually. All right, well, let's get to a fight that you have been following. It's this big fight this weekend at Bellator 264. Give, I mean, are you a, pr are you a prediction guy, Gegard? Do you think about the fight and the way it plays out? Are you, are you much of a believer in sort of mental preparation and, and all the scenarios in your head of how it plays out. How, how do you think it goes this weekend? Well, you never know. You, you, you can never can say. Uh, sometimes I went to fight with big names. I, uh, a lot of them I won in the first round against big names. And then uh, sometimes I fought guys that I thought, okay, I'm going to smash them. And then it goes three rounds, five rounds. So you never know. But uh, 
Skill-wise, I feel like I should be able to finish him in two rounds. And I heard you saying that to you, it doesn't even feel like you're defending your belt, um, which is like a fascinating mindset because mm. I imagine a lot of fighters, they're very aware of it, which puts a lot of pressure on themselves. Um, how do you think that, do you think it's like a benefit to not really think about the belt or how does that affect you? Well, you know, every time I prepare for an opponent, uh, if it's a three-round or a five-rounder, I just think, okay, uh, my condition has to be uh, at a certain level. Uh, well, I'm the champion, but I don't see any difference in being the champion. In my life, it's the same. No one is calling me uh, to invite me to their show. So, <laughs> so what's the difference? Well, let me tell you something, man. You're a very humble dude, but you are an absolute MMA legend. I can't believe it's taken us so long to have you on the show, but everybody can watch you back in action on Bellator 264 this Friday the 13th in America on Showtime and 10 play here in Australia at 12 p.m. in the afternoon, which is absolutely fantastic for all the fans here. Guys, follow the man on Instagram at Musasi and Twitter at Musasi underscore MM. Can't wait for to see this fight, man, and uh, excited to see what's next for you. Thank you, guys. Thank you.